Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, Gary is going to have us focus our attention to a question about the Passover that's found in Numbers chapter 9. The Exodus is just a really key event in Bible history. It was an exciting night. Every Jewish family killed, cooked, and ate a lamb and put its blood on the door. And then at midnight, God passed through and killed the firstborn in every house that didn't have the blood of the lamb on the door. That climactic tenth plague led Pharaoh not to grudgingly or reluctantly let the people go. go. He ordered them to leave. Right. And now they're to the first uh, annual celebration of that event, the Passover, the 14th day of the first month in Numbers chapter 9, where they are on Mount Sinai. They spent nearly a year there, and they are remembering the great blessing the Lord had given them by giving them the exodus from Egypt. Would you read Numbers 9, verses 1 through 4? In the first month of the second year, after their departure from the land of Egypt, the Lord told Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, The Israelites are to observe the Passover at its appointed time. You must observe it at its appointed time on the fourteenth day of this month at twilight. You are to observe it according to all its statutes and ordinances. So Moses told the Israelites to observe the Passover. So you notice that they are to observe the Passover in verse 3 according to all its statutes and according to all its ordinances. Yep. We serve a great God, a God to be respected, and so he expects detailed, precise obedience. He expects us to learn the exact things he says to do, and to do it that way, which is a matter of our respect and trust in him. And, uh, but we see a problem arises, five through seven. So they observed it in the first month of the 14th day at twilight in the wilderness of Sinai. The Israelites did everything as the Lord had commanded Moses, but there were some men who were unclean because of a human corpse. So they could not observe the Passover on that day. These men came before Moses and Aaron the same day and said to him, We are unclean because of a human corpse. Why should we be excluded from presenting the Lord's offering at its appointed time with the other Israelites? So here's a group of men that have a situation. They have been near a corpse, uh, and they're unclean, therefore, and they can't partake of the Passover. And it's really a refreshing attitude because they wanted to do it. They were looking for a way out. How can they, how can they partake of the Passover? They're almost complaining that they don't get to because right. they wanted to. And, and we can think about, if you had been Moses, what might you have said? Yeah. And, you know, I think about, I, I think I would have said, well, you've been providentially hindered. There's extenuating circumstances here. You couldn't help it. You couldn't avoid right. it. Better luck next year. Hopefully nobody will die near you <laughs> right. and you'll be able to partake, but <laughs> yeah. you're exempt this year. I think that would have been a reasonable thing from my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Somebody else might have said, well, you know, the Passover is just so important. This right. is such a key moment in your year that that trumps cleanliness, yeah. and you need to partake of it even if you are unclean. Right, and your heart is obviously good with God. I mean, you're, you're wanting to do it, and so the heart's all that matters. It's only because a dead body was in your presence. Right. That, how can that be that important? Right. Or maybe, I wondered about this, if you could have an instantaneous purification. Yeah. If there, you could lose a couple of animals, maybe in the process or whatever, and have an instant purification ceremony where you sure. could be purified right on the spot and, and go ahead and partake. Yeah. Well, in this case, verse 8, Moses therefore said to them, Wait, and I will listen to what the Lord will command concerning you. It's very wise. 
Yeah, that's what we need to do. We're tempted to answer from our own head. Yeah. We're tempted to come up with what sounds good to us, sounds reasonable to us. But Moses says, wait, and I will listen to what the Lord will command concerning you. I remember the first time I heard a sermon in a faithful church that wasn't from the Bible. I was in the 90s. It was a morning service of a gospel meeting. And the man preached some interesting ideas, but he didn't refer to the Bible not even once. That really shocked me. I never heard anything like that. Now it wouldn't be so unusual. But we need to be stopping and, and waiting and listening to what the Lord says instead of coming up with things on our own. I remember when the ones who had been left in Judah, when Babylon took the Israelites into captivity, they had had some tragedies. Ishmael had killed uh, the governor Gedaliah and some Babylonians, and they were afraid that the Babylonians were going to attack. They were going to have exercise some kind of retribution for this. Sure. So they were on their way to Egypt, and Jeremiah the prophet was with them. And so they asked Jeremiah, would you please find out for us what the Lord wants us to do? We'll do anything the Lord says. Jeremiah said, sure. So he asked the Lord and waits a day, two days, three days, five days, the tenth day, the Lord finally responds to Jeremiah and says they are not to go to Egypt. Oh, wow. I appreciate the fact that Jeremiah didn't make something up in those ten days. <laughs> yes. He waited as long as it took to find out what the will of the Lord is. They ignored it. They said they'd obey it and they didn't. But Jeremiah's attitude was right in that. We want to, to, uh, to wait as long as it takes, do all the study and research it takes to find out what God's will is. In this case, let's see what God says, 9 to 13. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, when any one of you or your descendants is unclean because of a corpse or is on a distant journey, he may still observe the Passover of the Lord. Such people are to observe it in the second month on the 14th day at twilight. They are to eat the animal with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They may not leave any of it until morning or break any of its bones. They must observe the Passover according to all of its statutes. But the man who is ceremonially uh, clean is not on a journey and yet fails to observe the Passover, he is to be cut off from the people because he did not present the Lord's offering at its appointed time. And that man will bear the consequences of his sin. Well, I would have never thought of that. Me neither. God has a make-up Passover a month later for yeah. those who couldn't partake when it was originally supposed to be partaken of. Yes. That's a creative idea. That's what the Lord wanted, and yeah. that's what they do. Now, he's got a writer that it's only for those who actually need it. You right. can't just abuse this right. and not want to partake in the first month, and you can do it in the second. But if you really can't, then you can partake of it in the second month. And that's what they do. They do what God said. They wait to hear the word of God, and they follow his, his laws about that. It takes some patience. It takes study. It takes work to know what God's will is. We have to really apply ourselves, and God has every right to expect us to do that. Right. So one of the questions, Moses stands out to me the most in this story. I mean, just his, his knee-jerk reaction is to just stop and say, we're going to wait until we hear something from God. What does it take to get a heart like that? It really takes a lot of trust and respect for God. And when you think about everything Moses has been through with God up until this point, it makes sense that this is his knee-jerk reaction. He's, all those past experiences he's had in the wilderness where people weren't necessarily doing it the way God said and it didn't go well for them, Moses has learned from that. And so it's created in him a heart that wants to do what God says and wait for a word from him. Yeah, a humble person wants to listen to the Lord. A proud person thinks we already know what's best. Right. And so Moses had learned the lesson. We have to wait for a word from God. 
And that's a lesson we need to learn, but there's a lot of people, a lot of churches that are kind of departing from that idea of just waiting for a word from the Lord. Yeah, strict, detailed obedience to a pattern seems to be not in vogue today, but go back to verse 3 again. You shall observe it according to all its statutes and according to all its ordinances. Do it exactly like God says. Yeah, and I don't think that reveals a heart of arrogance or legalism. I think that would reveal a heart of someone who truly loves God and wants to do what he says. Yeah, it's a matter of trust. It's a matter of respect. It's a matter of honor and fear and love. We want to do what God wants us to do. Yeah. And the Passover, it's going to be a great blessing for God's people. It already was then, but it's going to be in future generations as well. And a lot of the reasons God sets things up for us and asks them to do them the way he asked us to do them is for our own good and for our own blessing. And so I think it's important to see that even in the things that we don't understand, they're for our good. And God's infinitely wiser than we are. So whatever he says, that's going to be the best way to do it. Whether we understand why or not, often we can understand later on. Yes, that was the best idea. Yes, amen. Well said. That's all the questions I have for you. So we wait and listen to what the Lord commands us. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.